0: What is going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer and Tim Hyde live on a Wednesday talking Notre Dame football. It's November 1st. We are a couple hours earlier live on YouTube than we are usually. Uh, your boys got some personal matters. Um, so we needed to move up the show. Uh, so, Tim, I appreciate you uh, being available. And we'll also have Mike Goolsby on um, later um, tonight as well. I'm looking forward to it. Um I'll mention first for our podcast audience, um I do have a Dolphins jersey on because the Dolphins just improved to what is it 6 and 2 on the season I believe. And we've already swept uh Tim Hyde's uh, New England Patriots to yes. 31 to 17 win. Um and we also won uh week 2 or 3 on the road in uh in Foxborough, Tim. So um, this is not a Jalen Waddle Jersey. This is actually a Ryan Tannehill Jersey. It's still the, it's the old dolphins logo. So this is his first year with us. So I got the rookie Jersey here, Ryan Tannehill. I uh, love that. Loved him. So, uh, yeah, Tim, do you want to comment on the, your Pat's getting beat up real quick before we move on? <laughs> yeah. Pat stink. Josh McDaniels is fired. Even though he's going to have a
1: nice with $25 million buyout. That must be nice, huh? A, sign a six year deal and you get a year and a half into it and you're gone. So. Um, I'm sure his house payments won't be, uh, you know, he won't be missing any of those, poor guy. But, uh, yeah, it's not a good uh, last 24 hours for the for the Pats when you go the weekend, the whole season in general with Belichick. Belichick fighting with the press today about um, personnel decisions, I guess how they went off the, you know, they didn't do anything at the trade deadline. So, yeah, it's been a interesting up here in the New England, Boston region.
0: I mean, I'm uh, personally, I, I'm okay with everything that's going on. Um, you know, as a Dolphins fan, um, but uh, we'll 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 continue.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a great playoff run. The AFC is just gonna be awesome, it's gonna be awesome once we get to that. Yeah, so almost there. We got a big one on Saturday first.
0: Yeah, of course, Notre Dame Clemson noon Eastern kickoff, NBC. I will be there looking forward to it. Not sure how early in the morning I have to leave. Seen someone on our message report say that, like from Greenville, South Carolina to Clemson. It's like a 45-minute drive usually, but then it's two hours on Saturday. Now, I'm coming from the different direction, um. but still, I'm like, how early do I need to get in? That's all I was rooting for the 3.30 kick, uh, but this way I get to get home earlier. Um, but uh, Tim will not be with me on the post-game show. Tim um, is coaching his own high school game. Um, You said it got moved to Saturday afternoon, so I will yeah. be on with Kyle Kelly, who uh, filled in – Earlier for the uh, earlier this year for the NC State game, I thought Kyle did a really good job. So Kyle Kelly will be on with me uh, Saturday That's after right. the game. That's
1: good. That's good for Kyle. Then for us Notre Dame fans, since hide miss NC State it was a blowout, miss Clemson, let's get a blowout. Kyle could go two and zero ACC road trip. So he may be the you know this you know the lucky rabbit here for us.
0: Yep, yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, Kyle and I will be live on our YouTube channel 10.30 a.m. Eastern time, Thursday morning. And then on Friday, Tim and I will have our final thoughts, observation, and prediction video um, to post. But let's dive into the meat and potatoes of the show. First, Mitchell Evans out for the year, Tim. This was really crappy news. Um, Notre Dame's leading receiver with in receptions with 29 yards, 422, uh, just five more yards than Chris Tyree. Um, and he also had a touchdown on the year, um, averaging 52.8 yards per game. Um, uh, yeah, Tim, just your, your initial thoughts. I'm, you know, I'm sure you saw it go, him go down and yeah. it looked bad, you know, from the press box. Uh, I, I was nervous. Um, and, uh, yeah, Notre Dame got the worst, um, you know, Evans got the worst news here with the torn ACL. Oh,
1: it's horrible. It's horrible because he's. I mean, those are stats. By the way, you know he missed one full game. Central Michigan stays was the main threat against NC State. So he kind of, you know, he didn't even catch. You know, no tight end caught a ball in, against Navy. I remember us talking about, man, it's no what's Notre Dame tight ends going to be this year? Remember, True. I'm looking up the old records of our lowest tight end receptions ever. You know, by a combo, and and then boom, he just started to blossom. Unbelievable, just the way he was. Uh, you know, Pro Football Focus. He's the he's the third. Uh. Uh, ranked tight end in the country he's one of only three in the 80s is tyler horco which does those articles 80s is like unbelievable ultra elite level performances and and evans has been doing that all season long so it is a massive blow because he's really come into his own is what he's done here is is his junior year you know and he's been banged up in the past and here he is he's becoming michael Mayer. i mean let's just be brutally honest He's starting to look like him, run routes like him, make one-handed catches like him. He leads the team in third-down catches. You know, so he has been – Sam Hartman's like, I trust you. You're going to get me eight yards. Let's go get it and run routes. And ever since that huge catch against Ohio State and the way he's just been rolling through all those, you know, that big stretch of games there, it's a blow. And the side thing is, you, you know, it stinks. But I mean, my God, Mike, if there's one position you feel good about, at least for me as a coach, I would say, okay, at least we got nine games. At least this wasn't, you know, it doesn't say game two or game three. Nine games with Flanagan has played. Obviously, Raritan has come back the last few weeks. So now we got his feet wet since Louisville. He's been playing. He's been in every game. No catches, no targets, but at least he's playing. He's back in the groove. He's probably the best blocker. Oh my god. I went back and rewatched the pit game, just watched him his plays, his blocking plays. He was nails in that game. And then you got Holden Stays, who's just an absolute, you know, stud who you could easily be tight end one. So yeah. uh, really curious to see how he goes. Speaking of that, real quick on Holden, it's the very first pass after Evans is out to third down uh, reception to Holden Stays. So that tells you the comfort level sam hartman has at that position with those guys
0: yeah so it just did pop up for folks watching on youtube this was a uh, uh, mitchell 11 stat line so yeah zero receptions in that first game modest stat line the next couple i mean four for 61 is pretty good against yeah. nc state and then just pops off seven for 75 against ohio state six for 134 duke four for 71 in a touchdown against louisville quiet against um you know sc two for 13 and then uh, five catches for sixty six yards before going down against Pittsburgh. And it was later in the game. I mean, obviously the fighting on quarter up pretty uh, say, say that against him
1: yeah, I was gonna say that late middle third. I didn't time stamp it. On yeah,
0: I, I didn't either. but, and look, people are gonna be like, why why was he still in the game? you know, it's it's one ten million maybe you can speak to as a coach like Player like these guys will play into the third quarter, even if it's a blowout. I mean, and I will add his father, um talking did. about Michael Evans, his father was popping off on Twitter listen. saying, like, listen, oh. this is not on the coaching staff. We are it was fine that he played like someone was going to be out there and like my son is not like more important, like his health's not important than other like other young men's out there. So like he he, he definitely backed the coaching staff. So um yeah anything you wanted to add on that Tim?
1: no it's funny i was gonna say that yeah great uh you know great respect you know for the dad to come out there and just be like boom oh, well, you know what are you guys complaining about this is football who's to say it happens in the first quarter the third quarter obviously fans are gonna be like well you're up 38 nothing well then why is anyone playing why is joe old playing right jolt should have been sitting at halftime you're up so if the, if you're going to do those things it's football you play Things happen when they happen. I mean, it's, it really was just a, a freak accident. It's just the way he got, you know, he's just getting tackled. It could be any anytime, any moment. And his dad kind of said that. And Evan's having a heck of a season. I mean, he, I mean, probably would have had a really good draft eval had he kept having this, you know, the year against Clemson, Wake, and, you know, and with Stanford, he would have been, you know, in the draft, you know, thinking process like he's got to really look at it. So, um, It's it stinks for him. That's that's I mean, that's it's just a killer, man. You you feel bad for the guy. But uh as far as playing goes, and you you can sit there and second guess yourself all you want. They're just playing football is really what it what it's doing.
0: Sorry about that. Um uh, Mark in the chat says it was irresponsible just like Estimate getting up getting carries up fifty. Yeah, sometimes the running estimate can, can be tricky, but Listen, guys. I, I mean, you, you you can question the staff all you want on it, but at the end of the day, um, you know that that was the call, and um, uh, that that's and, uh, it, and if that he works. gets
1: uh, tackled at
0: three inches higher, it's it's an on issue because you know
1: he plays, finishes the game, things just things happen. You just never know. Yeah. I mean, that's
0: that's the whole issue with any type of injury. You just never know. Okay, so now kind of looking ahead for what Notre Dame does now and they run so much 12 personnel like it's it, like well, I I love watching the game from the press box like it's going to be tough to ever watch a football game a Notre Dame game and trying to analyze it on TV after uh, sitting in the press box you see so much more and just like how much 12 personnel they run it is truly astounding now what that looks like is going to be interesting because Holden stays A fine pass catching tight end is not the blocker that Mitchell Evans is. So, what does that look like moving forward? Do they, you know, uh, do they play more eleven personnel? Um, If they do, is it Cooper Flanagan? You know, do do we see him more or, or Raritan? I'm just interested to to see like what you think Notre Dame does now. So maybe what you think they'll do and maybe what you would do if you were Jared Parker. Well, I mean, the first thing, if you're going to do 12 personnel, you just hold and
1: stays, becomes Mitchell Evans. Mitchell Evans was Michael Mayer. It's like that's – I mean, he's – I mean, Mitchell Evans has played more slot, more outside receiver than he has in line. The same was true with Mike Mayer. Mike was all over the place. And they basically, since, you know, Ohio State, they've just evolved – Evans into you know that whole Michael Mara position so when they go 12 stays stays was the blocker so stays becomes Evans and really rare rare Flanagan could block
0: yeah he can.
1: I mean there's a reason why he has played like in nearly every game as he's played in every game special teams but when he comes down to blocking he will knock you backwards he has no fear like I said in the post game show um, one of Estimate's touch, he just flatbacks a pit linebacker with just a piece of cake, and he's just an 18-year-old freshman just hammering a guy. So uh, they're going to bring it. So you could do that type of 12 or Raritan and uh, Flanagan or inline. Stays is your motion, your hip guy, that type of things. But I'm telling you, man, the whole object now, now that it's Evans and Stays, is to get your five best skill guys. And and the first I wrote this down, you know, when it happened Saturday night after a show, I started thinking about next week was, does Flanagan in on the field with stays present the five best? Is basically what I'm trying to say. Okay. So, do you? Is it more Chris Tyree? I, I have no idea. I I don't understand how Chris Tyree's not playing more because he's fast as could be. He has shown he could play the receiver. So, do they do the more? Al- it's it's going to be an eleven combination where Stays is in line, Tyree on rotating a ton at at, um, at the slot, and then like I said, if they want to do twelve, which the twelve personnel is is, is all about run lanes, all about uh, getting an extra gap as they did with Mayer and uh, Evans with the way they've motioned a lot with blocking. So it's going to be Stays will will replace there. But I me personally, I would do eleven, especially this week with Clemson. Spread those guys out. Don't don't allow those athletes at Clemson to cloud the box up. Even though, yeah, they're...
0: one of our complaints about Jared Parker this season, Tim, has been Notre Dame won't spread out and run the ball a whole lot, right?
1: Yeah, which is well, odd maybe we see that they run, run it with Love. Even some of that, a lot of Love's big runs this year have been in
0: a true eleven personnel. So, so we'll see that more with Estime. It's kind of what you're thinking.
1: Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. I mean, they've had success with, with you know with Love uh, running the ball outside of two tight ends
0: yeah yeah i would love to see more like 22 personnel 21 personnel like especially like 21 uh because you're so loaded at running back you're five deep at running back there's gotta be more that you can do there uh of 58 offensive snaps according to pff guess how many tyree was in there on on saturday 17 20 yeah it's not a lot Doesn't and he's that. the second leading rec- like of the receiver position. He's leading Notre Dame in every category. Again, I- Just think about it. Every single game he's had a big catch.
1: There's some first down marker, a 20-yard catch here, the big one against NC State, obviously the touchdown catch against uh, USC. Uh, every You go to every game, even in, going back to Navy, he's always made a play. So he has proven he could do that. So uh, he's a senior. He came in – I mean, I remember when we talked way back when – Coming into the season. He came into the season with 2,700 total yards with all positions, returns, all that stuff. So he's definitely a guy you could get the ball into, especially this game against Clemson, because they got athletes all over the place. And um I'll let him go have some fun.
0: Yeah, you mentioned like he's caught a ball in every game this season. That's something that Evans can't even say. I would say of like the surprises of the season, like just how good Chris Tyree's been at receiver has been one of them. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's been a big play guy. Not a ton of receptions, only I mean, 19. Uh, um, but 22 yards good. per catch, Tim. Look at the um, long. Look at the long in every game. Yeah. Look at 24, long. 65, yeah. 76, 25, 22, 13,
1: 46, 47. It's not bad. He makes a play. He makes a play somewhere in every game. So, now maybe that he has proven he can play the wide receiver position. Get him out there. Yeah, I'm just saying, especially in this game. Yeah, in this game with Clemson, spread those guys out a lot more. You know, let the offensive linemen just have one-on-one blocks and uh, see how those safeties cover Tyree out there. In the open field. I would,
0: I would have thought his receptions would have been up and his yards, like yards, would have been down a little bit. I, I thought he'd be more of a quick game guy, yeah. yak. But um, you know how how you know he's been catching the ball. Um, you know, farther down the field has been a bit of a, a surprise to me, but I, I've definitely liked it. Um, Tim, let's hear, um, from Barb Stevenson, um, and some of the cool prints that she has. Um, it's, we're, we're getting into holiday season guys. It is, uh, November 1st. Um, and if you're looking for that perfect holiday gift for the Notre Dame fan in your life or even yourself, then look no further, uh, than Barb Stevenson. Um. Remove that so you guys can see the full print for watching on YouTube. Barb Stevenson art is your premier uh, destination for stunning pen and ink limited edition prints of the University of Notre Dame. South Bend's own award-winning artist Barb Stevenson skillfully captures the essence and beauty of Notre Dame's campus through her intricate pen and ink prints, which she meticulously enhances with hand-painted metallic gold accents, making each print unique and one of a kind got to pat myself on the back there were some tongue twister possibilities there and your boy got through it and now folks barb has added two fantastic works to her outstanding collection of limited edition prints all of which she is offering to our listeners here at blue and gold so barb's been an advertiser with us for a while um and these two are new for folks watching on youtube uh and and if you're listening on podcasts kind of detail it for you have I mean, really, you have to see it for yourself. Um, I, I, I can't do it just barbstevenson.com, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S-O-N.com. Uh, you got this look at the Golden Dome um, and then what is called the ROTC collage with, um, you know, a look at the stadium, um, you know, the Basilica, uh, the Golden Dome, the Grotto. Uh, touchdown, Jesus, and more. Uh, so definitely check this out of BarbStevenson.com. And to purchase or view her art, her website is BarbStevenson.com. Um, order now for the holidays and receive free shipping anywhere in the continental United States. One more time, folks, it's BarbStevenson.com. Uh, All right, Mr. Hyde, the college football playoff rankings came out on... Was it just last night? Tuesday night. Yeah, um, cool. and uh let's take a look at it. First, Tim, Notre Dame being at number fifteen. I believe that's the highest ranking for Notre Dame um in the Marcus Freeman era. Um since uh, at least since he became the head coach. So your just reaction to uh you Notre Dame's spot, do you think that's pretty fair at this point in the season?
1: Um uh, yeah, I would say so, just because I mean it was them or LSU with you know is the top two lost team, so I, message board, Twitter, people are like, how can Notre Dame be this ranked, you know, low? I don't know, man. They, they have two losses. So it's all about getting to a New Year's Six. So does it doesn't really matter if they're 12, 13, 15. Win games and you move up. So you have two losses. That's the way I like it. I don't get too bent out of shape like I've seen a lot of people losing their you know mind over. How can Missouri be ranked ahead of us? I don't know. They have one loss, so who cares? <laughs> to me, I'm gonna I'm a big player, it just all evens out. Sure. It's all gonna work itself out. But uh the initial I was happy for Ohio State just because sure they played Notre Dame, they played Penn State, which atrocious on offense, man. I watched some of that game, it was like putting me to sleep. It was so boring. Defensively, both teams are outstanding. But uh good for good that they did that for Iowa State, Georgia. Obviously, he's loaded. They got dudes all over the place, but you know their preseason schedule's been average at best. Let's just say that nicely. I think them in Michigan. I saw this thing, um, both in the hundred strength of schedule, which is like yeah. Hey, I'm gonna it, pop that up in a second, Tim. Insane. The Michigan thing don't get me going, Mike. Man, we haven't we haven't we haven't talked about
0: this. This we, is we, nuts. Yeah, did we a couple weeks ago? Maybe no, it was the last week, man, but it's blown man, up since every day. There's something new, Tim.
1: Oh, my God. Florida State is um, obviously some good wins. They got the good one against, you know, LSU. Uh, who else? I mean, they beat Duke. I don't even know who else Florida State. I mean, Florida State's been solid. And the and the Pac-10's all going to, you know, eat, eat themselves up. That's what the Pac-10, I'm so old, Mike, is still called the pac <laughs> I mean, I've always done that. So I guess I've never included, you know, Utah, Colorado yeah. since they've been in. But uh, those guys are going to beat themselves up. What's funny is I saw a, a sheet today, you know, one of the, I think PFF posted it, like, what would the 12-team playoff look like? So if you put Oklahoma in the SEC, these guys in the Big Ten, all that, it's five SEC teams. So if it would, if they would all be today, would, would be in, which I think four is a given for the SEC every year. But a uh, good win, a uh, good, good survival win for SC. Yep. And, and that's the other thing real quick. When you look at these, Notre Dame's schedule. Obviously, we talked about the four hard games. Yeah, two of them are losses for Notre Dame, and those are the guys ranked ahead of them. So, SC's there, and Duke's a hell of a football team this year. They just got a banged up quarterback, and they don't have a backup. So, yeah. that's why it's that kind of falling off. But yeah. uh, hopefully, we get a win this week, Mike. Speaking of that, you got a year ago at this time, Clemson's eight and zero and number four. So they're seven and seven since then. So that's one wild. Of- isn't it? It's nuts when you look at that, but uh, yeah. all going to work themselves out. Let's get to some of these games. And then this Michigan thing is
0: come on, Tim. Come on. I got like seven talking points here. Are you done? Oh, you talking about Michigan. No, I just have a lot to say. Are you done yet? Go, go, for, it. go for it. I'm sorry. I'm just rattling here. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just uh, messing with you. Uh, uh, Ghoulsby just texted. He's going to join soon. We're going to talk with uh, Mike Ghoulsby about this whole Notre Dame quarterback situation for 2024. Marcus Freeman and the kind of the, box he opened with his comments last Thursday. Certainly interesting. Um, did you hear that Connor, the sign stealing stallion may have been at Notre Dame this past Saturday. Did you hear about this, Tim? No, the, uh,
1: Mike, Mike, there's something breaking every 14 minutes. All right, so well, here's, here's, more the
0: way here's the picture. You tell me that these two guys, you got the sign stealing stallion on the right at central Michigan Posted, uh, and then posted you've posted. got this guy on the left who was scowling at uh at Sam Hartman.
1: I have not seen this. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing.
0: <laughs> Why
1: don't you like it? I'm saying dumb is in funny as in uh good. That's that's good. Yeah. yeah. hey Mike, you have a central Michigan shirt on, so who I know,
0: I know. I'm trying to find the picture where it came from. Um, oh, so if done if done. folks haven't seen yeah, this yet. Our yeah, photographer at Blue and Gold just, you know, got a picture of Hartman at the player walk, and there I am. And I was actually looking at Joe Alt. Like I'm looking at Joe Alt. I remember just looking him down and be like, "Damn, that's a big dude." I haven't seen Joe since um, last August for practice. I think in 2022, not 2023. Yeah. And I was like, "Man, it's a big dude." Uh, and everyone's like, "And this is the funniest thing about this, Tim, is people are like Mike." What do you have against Sam Hartman? Why are you looking at him so angrily here? Like guys, it's, it's wild.
1: Look at the young ladies to the right. Everyone's smiling, having fun. I, I I swear I don't care what you say. Kyle Kelly's getting some little kids
0: pushing him out of the way. I I know that's what Listen, I am. It's one frame of my life, and people are like, what? What? what come on, Singer. What's what's wrong? <laughs> Dude, it's there's Tim saying Alt-Neck wins twenty four seven. When I yeah. said who's the most handsome yeah. man in the picture. I thought that was hysterical. Um, But going back to a more serious business, here's the college football playoff top 10 strength of schedule ranking. Ohio State 15, right? They have two. I mean, they have the best wins. Sure. You know, it was home against Penn State and then at Notre Dame. Yeah. There's Georgia, but they're the two-time defending champs. I mean, they, they, they have a week's SOS, but that's fine. It's Michigan for me.
1: And what's no. killer with Georgia is they had Oklahoma on this schedule, and then with them coming to the SEC, they agreed
0: to take uh, them off. The yeah, that's what's Michigan's one. excuse? Uh,
1: they don't have, exactly. They don't have one. So that's one twelve
0: you know, is Michigan's strength of schedule, and then everyone else is you know makes sense. Yeah, you know you got Texas, Bam on the top ten, Ole Miss as well. Um, the Pac twelve teams kind of weak. ACC, you know, floor State's about what you think. It's just that Michigan one is woof. It's So, crazy. so. Tim, do you think that like there's been some people being like, man, should the college football playoff like rank Michigan in the top four? And my and I guess the I didn't watch the selection show on Tuesday night, but I guess the guy was like, you know, that's an NCAA issue, not a a a college football playoff issue. I I I kind of understand that, but at the end of the day, Tim, the Tuesday night ranking reveal thing that we have to do this every week when it doesn't matter right now. And it's going to work itself out. Like you said, this is all just kind of like a TV hype money grab. I mean, it really doesn't matter what it is right now. I will say it's kind of interesting going back to looking at the top 25. And for folks watching on YouTube, if you see LSU's thing in there, their their logos in there twice, it should be Louisville at 13. That was a issue or, you know, just an honest mistake by uh, the graphics team. Um, But Look at what, like, the rankings could be if this was a, a top 12 situation. Um, I, I don't remember exactly how it works with, like, the at-large. We're talking about for next year when it's a 12-team playoff. I don't know how – it's not, like, your top 12 seeds. Is it right? Because, Tim, yeah, if yeah, you if yeah, you're yeah. five, you get automatic top, bid.
1: Yeah, it, it'll be the top 12 seeds. You got your automatics or your conference champs would be the top four with the bye. So, like, in case this year – Oh, it
0: is just – it's one through 12 then? Uh, but if one, you're like if you're if you're seven, let's say you're seven, but you win your power five conference and then you're in. it's like really one
1: really through eleven because like Tulane at number 24 would be in 12 seed. Yeah. So I, I saw the thing earlier, like Michigan. So Ohio State, let's just assume they're Big Ten champs because they're ranked number one. Michigan, Michigan would be the five seed. So the top four have to be a conference champ.
0: Okay, okay. Those are So, you would have
1: in this scenario, Washington would be the four seed. Michigan's the five seed, hosting Tulane. And um, I saw when it was at Bama versus Oklahoma, it's like 7 10, which is an SEC game next year. Texas, was it who was Texas playing? Texas was playing Ole Miss. So, yeah, it's funny. A couple of the quarterfinal games were just SEC versus SEC. So, I found that interesting. Yeah.
0: So, in this scenario, no, I mean, Notre Dame would be knocking on the door uh, to get in there um, oh, It's, it's with, okay. with two losses, Tim.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Exactly. For next year, Notre Dame would be fighting in a 10. You know, you know, we always talk about these 10 and two teams. You know, a lot of times people chat on the message boards in their fun conversations. It's is it 2015 10 and two Notre Dame with two losses in the top 10 to Stanford to Clemson sure or is it 2019 where you lose a tough one at Georgia but you get boat raced at Michigan sure. and I want to say there were 17 they got no respect because they didn't play anybody else either I think 2019 their ranked win was against Navy so you know yeah, it wasn't, yeah. someone else me I think they went two and two but it was like low ranked teams so they had no really. so 10 and two doesn't automatically put you in. Even as we're seeing here, they're 15 because they're like, well, you got destroyed by Louisville, even though you played with 10 freaking players against Ohio State. And uh, they're the number one team. I was a little surprised, I'll be honest with you. I thought they were going to be at 12. I thought they would be right at that tip right there. But um, we're obviously respecting what LSU has done. And at the end of the day, Notre Dame's best win is against SC, who still may implode the next couple of weeks. They have Washington still to play.
0: All right, uh, we're going to hear from Rogue Shop and then get to uh, former Notre Dame captain and linebacker uh, Mike Goolsby. The Rogue Shop is, of course, the husband and wife outfit, as Mr. Rogue and his wife, Shar are craft cannabis farmers who specialize in small batch sustainable plant medicine, a true holistic type of small business. They farm and grow everything themselves and do everything by hand. Check them out, RogueShop.com, R-O-G-U-E-Shop.com. They sell everything folks i mean look on this left side of your screen for watching on youtube uh, cbd uh tons of different cbd products CBN, cbg i mean i don't even know what some of these things mean exactly and that's why if you go to the site in the bottom left corner if you're on your desktop you can chat with the owners um, and ask them any questions that you have i mean pain performance pets i mean tinctures uh vapes, bath salts, pain creams. I mean, seriously, all sorts of stuff. And when you use the promo code blue and gold, that's just one word, uh, blue and gold, you will get 10% off your order. Um, so check it out at rogueshop.com, R O G U E shop.com, and use that promo code blue and gold. Uh, one word for that. All right, let's bring on uh Mike Goolsby. I see him in the background. Hello, handsome man. How are you doing, my friend? Is this thing what on, Mister Goolsbee? Up,
2: gentlemen. It's been oh, a minute. minute. Can you hear it me? It has. Right.
0: I can hear you all right. You look good. I like the hoodie. I um, You got the Dude, the full beard going to, back.
2: Got a quick. Soap. Yeah, man. Yeah, been busy lately, fellas. Just trying to get a quick lift in. You know, <laughs> like. So I just literally came. I, I, I literally just walked in the door. So yeah, good to be with you. What are we talking about? Hold on. Speaking of that, real quick,
1: real quick, you got a quick lift. It's like there's a – it made me think there's a high school in Georgia. I'm going to Google it as soon as we're done. That the head coach has his team power just bench press and squat before a game. They go in there. They hammer weights. I got to find this thing. Huh. And, it, and he goes out there and they knock the hell out of people, man. They, they get
2: after it. I got, I'm going to Google that when I'm done today. So you I, just bet to, him, I bet, dude, there's probably some science behind that. You know, like, I mean, like they say, like, if you hit legs, like your testosterone level yeah. increases, just like you get a little bump. So I bet you there's some science behind that, you know, I'm for I know it. Roger,
1: I know Roger Clemens was a big, uh, you know, steroid guy, but Clemens used to uh, hit the hack squats before he pitched because he wanted thick, heavy legs, he used to talk about. and um, Makes total sense. Yeah, before he pitched. And then speaking of science, yeah, we're going off on a tangent right away, but it's okay. Chip Kelly started this at Oregon. They would have a full – you know, you get your typical Friday walkthroughs. Chip Kelly uh, started running, guys. I mean, like, they would do a 75-minute full-on sprint, high-energy, just haul butt practice on Fridays. So he just wanted – Here we go.
2: Singer, we'll see you later. Tim and I are going to talk uh, talk football. All but. Right.
1: No, no, it's true. true. It, got, it got, got me thinking about I it. I was just going
2: to say, it's like, you know, you talk to like high school kids and Tim, like, and as a coach, like lifting weights is the easy part of training for football. And like kids forget to actually anybody listening that's got young athletes get out there and fricking run. You know, I mean, that's what coaches are looking for. That's what football is like. Lifting weights is the easy stuff. The actual running kids, kids leave that out of their training regimen far too often.
0: Exactly you guys
1: done yeah go for it mike it's just a little uh welcome rant there you go
2: um
0: just someone just posted in the chat bob knight passed away a legendary basketball coach so rest wow. in peace bob knight Damn. i loved watching texas tech as a kid um you know when when he when wow, he was with the red Raiders,
1: right. and yeah, you were yeah tech yeah
0: just just watching him just bob knight i mean um yeah so so rest in peace to the uh the legend passed away at uh, the age of 83 thank you for uh, posting that isaac um so yeah the topic of today so if i recall correctly Goolsby be on our show sunday i was i mentioned you know Angelli and 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 i was like i'm sure this topic's it taught notre dame in 2024 oh, at quarterback we'll talk about this with tim on wednesday and you were like um can i can i hop on there i was like hell yes you can so quote from marcus stream in this past thursday when asked about hey have you guys thought about taking a quarterback in 2024 from the portal? He goes, All options right now are under consideration. He could have just said, Um, I'm not sure right now, or you know, ask me after the season. He he kind of opened it up and I'll continue on in his quote: I feel really good about the future of our program at the quarterback position with the guys we have coming in, with the guys we have we have here, or with the guys we have here, excuse me. But you look at the numbers too. Uh, most rosters have four quarterbacks on scholarship, which we lost when Tyler left. Speaking of Buckner. Um, so we've been in discussions on what we want to do. Do you want to take another quarterback or do you not? We have three quarterbacks on scholarship right now. And then he kind of added that they'll make a decision during the week, uh, by week. Uh, so, Goolsby, what you make of this? Um, this whole kind of, you know, this whole situation here, especially with Freeman talking about it publicly.
2: Yeah, I thought, Tim, and I, I'm happy to defer to you here, but I my interpretation of that, Freeman's getting a little bit better at his press conferences in terms of the coach speak, Tim. You know, when he started out, he was just wide open, almost, almost too transparent with the media. Uh, I thought he handled that well. To me, the way that I interpreted that, it was a dog whistle. And Tim, I think I was the first person that said this January 1st and i think you were the second person i mean you and i have been leading the charge that we're going to get another transfer quarterback and we kind of forecasted this 11 months now so to me the way that i interpreted that was a dog whistle to any would-be grad transfer cam rising types out there like hey just just letting you know we're kind of looking you
1: know so, I, yeah no no that's 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 a good way to, to look at it because he you're right. He's throwing it out there. And technically, quote unquote, you can't talk to any kids and things of that nature until they're in the portal. But as we know, with Sam Hartman back channels, you know, all, all these guys are back channeling, talking to each other. It's so like I said last year, Phil Jakovic leaves B.C. and he signs with Pitt the next day. Obviously, he had that plan. I'm just using him as an example. It's all. But, um, yeah, these guys are out there chatting and I wouldn't be surprised if, if they're talking now, if there's people out there. Um you know yeah I keep hearing cam rising it's like he has been obviously he was on game day this past weekend he was like I'm not saying a darn thing you know just doing what I do and things of that nature because these guys know what they have as far as marketing themselves and rolling from there you know you know going back to Sam Hartman, I, I went back and I was googling a lot of quotes with him back then and he was always going to the pro and pros he was just like, I'm done in five years he's like who the hell wants to play college football for six years? Like, this is exhausting. I don't want to do this thing. And there was his brother. His brother was just like, Sam, you got to take a look at this. There's so much darn money being thrown around out there. So you got to take a look at who's uh, – what's out there, you know, what's the availability. So that was – uh. that's how that whole thing started with Sam, and he started shopping around, talking to all these schools and everything. So obviously he's at Notre Dame. But, uh, yeah, these guys, these older guys, it's not so much, you know, some first round, you know, like Drake May May's not gonna go to UNC to transfer. Dude's gonna go pro. If you're a junior and a dude, you're gonna leave. But if you're a Cam rising, if you're a God I can, you know, I keep hearing Pratt from Tulane because he's got a COVID year. You know, really good athlete. The kid at Washington State's got a COVID year. Obviously, we just mentioned rising, Hartman last year, multitude of these guys like that. It's like You got to look at it. So is it better? I mean, Mike Goolsby's talked about this a hundred times. Is it better to be a fifth round draft choice, a sixth round draft choice? Or go play somewhere college for a year, make 750 to 1.25 mil in NIL deals. And you get to play for a year, you make a bunch of money and you get, you know, if you don't get drafted next year, you got a ton of cash and you free agent. Maybe you make a team and maybe you're the next Brock Purdy, whoever it is out there. So. These guys are out there that are going to be looking at it. In my opinion, it's going to be those fifth, uh, seventh round draft choice type guys.
2: There's no doubt about it. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, Tim. And it's interesting, Singer, this coming up as a a topic. Is it because we saw Angeli throw a pass downfield, Tim? Do you see that? (laughs) You know, he aired it out. So is it because Angeli made a nice play? Is it that point in the season? It's just interesting that. And this this whole past year of my life being in the quote unquote media has been just a fascinating study. And cause I was like, how you know, if, if Notre Dame doesn't play well, is Sam gonna get blamed? Where's the blame gonna get placed? And I thought I kind of forecasted that the right way. But it's just like, yeah, it's like, why are we talking about this now when one of the bigger games of the season is right in front of you? But uh, it's pretty. I mean, my prediction, thirty thousand foot view. Tim, you and I are on the same page in terms of how we feel about Angeli, and you know maybe the ceiling versus the floor, et cetera. But Angeli is—he's a Reese Kelly guy. You know, he he wasn't a Freeman guy. Um, so just do with that what you will. I think Minchie is more physically gifted, Tim, and I think you would agree in terms of arm talent. Maybe he beats Angeli in a foot race type thing, but he's so young. I mean, I I don't think – I think it's unavoidable. You're bringing in a transfer. And then my last thought before I kick it back to either of you two, is it going to be a competition? If we bring in, like Freeman's saying, you bring in a fourth for depth purposes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, is that going to be a competition, or are we going to you know, give Cam, uh, Cam Rising, for example? Are you going to give him the job? Like I believe happened with Hartman. So it's like you don't want that scenario where you gift a transfer quarterback. Here's a million dollars in NIL money and the starting job at Notre Dame. That's not good for the long-term nature yeah. of the program the position
1: yeah let me jump in on the on the handing the job i don't there's still i mean number one I mean I mean even the media that's at the practice they could say they're looking at competition and they could see that i mean we really don't know other than what we see so the you know this whole point of competition if it's in the media it's coach speak it, it really is if he's the better guy he's the better guy and i think I think the thing with Hartman at the end of the day, you know, I know I know you talked about this way back when. Was he handed the job? Yes. You know, yeah, I, yeah, he's probably handed the job because he's a better quarterback, and I think the coaching staff knew he was a better quarterback. I think the spring game showed that. Tyler transferring showed that. So, I mean,
2: I'm not going the, there. I'm not that? going there. I said
1: I'm not going there. Oh Listen. no, no, no! But 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 the spring. I mean, the whole thing was was part of it because the earth. Remember the early part of the spring was Buckner w- was sharp, uh, Hartman was not. That was a talk. That was a big talk. I mean, everyone was talking about it, like, "Whoa, Tyler's looking different." Then as spring evolved, I think it went there. But um, yeah, it- it's interesting because I just think that's coach speak when you're like, "Oh, it's an open competition." It's like they did that with Jack Cohn. Everyone knew Jack Cohn was going to start over a true freshman Buckner and Drew Pine, even though they didn't announce it until camp. Training camp, I believe, the same thing that they did the year before, right, Mike? With Buckner and Pine the year before. Even though Buckner was clearly the better quarterback through camp and he played in 2021. Yeah. Drew Pine sat the bench outside of two games.
0: Speaking of the Coach Speak thing, I think Freeman talked about the four quarterbacks thing. I think that's Coach Speak. You bring in another guy because you want to improve the room, which is why they brought in Hartman the year before. And the whole experience thing, yes, everyone loves experience at all positions. You, uh, that that, that's very uh, valuable. But then, why did they start Tyler Buckner? Um, you know, last year he didn't have any experience. I mean, he played some as true freshman, obviously, but like, what's him?
1: Oh, I was gonna say they started him because Mark. I mean, what? Okay, let's. Because he was the
0: best quarterback, they they believed in him. I mean, that, that's what, that's what it is at the end of the day.
1: And then that's the whole reason why Freeman was like, we're not doing this again. That's my, that's my, yeah, I i don't think Freeman was like, I'm not going through this again.
0: Well, I, I think that was a big part of why
1: out and got a quarterback.
0: So Tim, let's say they bring in another one year rental. Mm-hmm. They're just going to do that again because and and uh car wouldn't like if they bring another guy for next year and he plays the entire year, and you know, and Angeli just gets some mop up time. What, is she gonna bring in another transfer? Because Angelie and Carr haven't and she haven't played at that point either. At some point, weird. you have to play your guys, well, unless it, you just it, want to bring in a transfer every single year. But it's not just
1: you know, quote unquote, experience, it's also and that can be a buzzword. I, I know you've talked about that before, singer. Like, oh, that's just coach speak, that's Freeman using that word, which is true, but it's also. Who's the, you know, if, if they don't like the quarterbacks in the room, exactly. that has a hell of a lot to do with That's more to do with experience. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Which I which I truly believe. Okay. And, and there's been a lot of quarterbacks in the past where coaches have talked about, like, this dude gets it. We got to get this guy on the field. We don't get z- – we get zero of that with Steve Angelic. Let's be honest. There's no, like, man, we got to get this guy on the field. There's no buzz coming out of South Bend, like, He's out here kicking ass on practice field. He's unbelievable. We can't wait to get him. Zero of that. So I that's my that's a huge thing to me where I don't think he's the guy next year because I don't think he's the superstar in practice to be the
0: guy next year. Yep. Can you guys hold on? I gotta mute myself real quick. Hey, go farts and hide. Um <laughs> oh shit. Um hey, he did throw a couple
1: passes downfield, but, you know, as as Goolsby said, so that's a positive. But you know, it's, you know, it's it, you know, and this is not an anti-Steve thing. I think sometimes you know it tends to go that where people think it's like, oh, which side are you on? I it's quarterback play, man. It's like, is Steve jelly is he truly or how the heck is Kenny Minchie gonna go from not even wearing a helmet in the game? Watch the games. Tell me if you ever seen Kenny Minchy wear a helmet outside of the one time he ran out there to take a snap against Tennessee State. So <laughs> It's stupid, but I like to say that, like, is Notre Dame really going to play a guy who hasn't worn a helmet all year, and next year he's the guy? And the whole thing with Carr is Freeman's got to make it. Freeman has to make this decision now because he doesn't have the luxury of waiting to see if C.J. Carr is this elite superstar that, you know, so many recruitment services think he is. He doesn't have that luxury to wait and find out and see it.
2: All I know is it's it's very complex and I just think, and there's, maybe I'm old school, but I just, I like the idea of building a program around a kid, point blank period. And I personally, as an ex-captain, etc., like, not that I find it hard to like root for a transfer, but I prefer to root for a kid that's been in the program and paid his dude that doesn't come here and becomes a millionaire overnight, like yeah. just organically, like not ethically is probably too strong of a word, but I just, I would prefer a homegrown kid. I think again, Angeli was a, a Reese Kelly guy to your point, Tim, Menchie, Menchie is entirely unproven. I mean, you're going to get, you're going to get a transfer, but That's, whether it's, whether it's Angelli whether it's Carr, whether it's Minchie, at some point, at some point, we got to get off this this merry-go-round, this roller coaster. Like you got to get off of it and pick one. And I would and, love, and I said, I, real, well, go ahead, Tim.
1: No, 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 no. I was gonna say I I agree with you, but they but they don't have that yet. And I think that's I think. So let me I let me write back. that. I don't think they have a dude yet. Going back to your point of you know whether Angeli, we could say he's a Kelly guy and Freeman. You know, he wants his guys. It's just, you, you know, you could say that, you know, whatnot. But they don't have, they have to go to the portal because they don't have that room stacked, ready to go, I I feel. I still think he's got rid of Buckner Pine. And and someone just said in the chat, well, what if N'Jelly leaves? All right, so he leaves. They still got N'Jelly. I mean, excuse me, Minchie, Carr, and a transfer. It's still three. going Same back as to it is right table. now. You're going to have three. And I think three is the key number moving forward. Four is like not, not going to happen.
2: So I don't think it's unrealistic. I don't think it's a big ask. I would love to know, and it's none of our business in the media or fans, but what is the gosh darn criteria for the position? I said this in January. It's like, what are the five things that we're going to evaluate when looking for a quarterback to your point, Tim, if Freeman and staff feel like that guy isn't in the room the way it's currently constructed, fine. Okay. But like, what are we looking for? What are one of those five things? If there's five things and Minchie only has two and Angeli only has three. So we got to go find somebody else. That's got everything we're looking for. What are those things that we're looking for in a quarterback? Obviously experience is one, this guy, I want a guy that can make plays with his feet. You know, we talk about playoff football, It's an expanded playoff, elevated play. It's like playoff hockey, Tim. Like the speed, playoff football, everything's faster, you know. And I've just watched too much football over the course of my life where you need a special playmaker, somebody that can create. I've been saying it for two years now. Give me one of those. Through my lens, Angeli ain't that guy.
1: And then I will say another thing. Singer could jump in here. Is going off of the, the build. We got to build off of someone. I, me personally, I think those days are dead. I really do. I think I think this is a year by year era. I mean, you could build. Obviously, you're going to recruit and you're going to build and things of that nature. But the way this college football is with the portal, I think Freeman realized after year one, man. If you don't adapt, we're going to die. And oh, I think. And that's why he's adapting. He went out and got seven, eight guys, and all those dudes are performing this year that he got in the portal. And I think, I think the QB thing is just a year-by-year, year, if you have a dude, if they if they get CJ Carr, let's say CJ Carr comes in, he is legit. He is as good as Jim, when Jimmy Clausen came in 07 in spring and everyone saw him ready to roll. Then Freeman knows, all right, I got a guy. I got to go. We're going to give him reps, do whatever we got to do in practice. It still comes down to that coach knowing uh, that's my guy. I trust that guy. I'm gonna, you know,
2: he's my well, the, other, the other the board. other thing we can talk about transfers, we could talk about a transfer defensive end, but a quarterback is its own its own beast. I've said this before, I don't know where. Um, but as the the, the team, Tim and Mike, like as the team gets better and better and better, the surrounding cast. Is better, might you be able to withstand a few lumps in growing a quarterback?
0: Yeah. And then the other
2: thing, and I want to believe that that's true. And again, like what you've Sam Hartman completed 10 freaking passes against USC. We're not asking these guys to go, you know, be Kurt Warner in St. Louis. Like, we're not. We're not. So, and then beyond that, Notre Dame has always, and this is just a holistic thing, Notre Dame's always done everything kind of different. Right. I mean, we're kind of we kind of blaze our own trail. So the days of like developing a homegrown quarterback, Tim, at large, generally speaking, yeah, that's probably dead and gone in in terms of the landscape of college football. But this is still Notre Dame. So it's like if I'm Notre Dame, I'm almost leaning into the developing of a quarterback versus trying to do what everybody else is doing. I can't be too specific about that, but that's just like an instinctual thing
1: well, this is my other take is sure, Notre Dame does things differently. So you're already tying your hand behind your back right now. You're already like, boom, you can only do so many things recruiting wise, restrictions. You got to go to classes. You always talk about all these things. But if there's a dude out there that Notre Dame can bring in for either one year or two years and Notre Dame does do things differently because they can't get the sophomore that's leaving after two years and whatnot. They have to either get a true freshman, let's say Dante Moore just because he's a true freshman, not that he's leaving, but he's a true freshman at UCLA. If he left now, I'm sure Mike Singer you know, will, will probably say the same thing. Notre Dame could get him in quicker, just like they tried C.J. Williams after a semester at USC, the wide receiver, tried getting him in. But Notre Dame is different because all they could really get is these grad transfers, these Sam Hartman types. They are sh- limited already in that pool. So if there is a guy out there that is better than what's on your roster, whether it's a DN, you know, a Nickelback, you know, that's you know, not the rock band for everyone out there, but the, the Nickel, like Harper, I mean, Harper sucked up. I mean, look how many great young DBs Notre Dame has. Is that hindered because Harper's here as a fifth-year senior? No. So no one mentions that whatsoever, all the reps he's taken away. But Hartman or a transfer quarterback in general is – you got to do it if it's if there's someone out there that wants to come to Notre Dame. And I don't there. know,
2: man. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be this, but is
1: it. this You say lumps, and this you, know, you could go in there real quick, uh, singer. What does lumps mean? Yeah, lumps mean at Notre Dame losses, and losses don't mean playoffs. So you can't go to the playoffs with multiple losses at Notre Dame.
2: Well, how many th- how many picks did Hartman throw against Louisville?
1: I, no, no, I'm not talking picks. I'm talking losses. So they have um, two. Well, that's,
2: when I said when well, you asked me a question, then you answered it for me. To me, when I think lumps, I think turnovers, boneheaded plays, etc. When I think a young player, yeah. that's what and, I'm thinking. And
1: that game, that's their second loss. As Notre Dame is sitting here at number 15 well, right my now. Point is, my, my point is, my I guess my point is,
2: you have the second most experienced college uh, quarterback in college behind Bo Nix, I Ooh, think, in terms of games played and that's he threw right. three picks against Louisville, should have been four. You know, threw two picks last week, should have been three. So it's like just because you bring in somebody that's thrown for 25,000 yards and, uh, you know, is 26 years old, there's no guarantee they're not going to turn the ball over. Do I want – this is kind of how I look at it. And I just can't – I think quarterback and I think first-round pick. You know, so do I want a sixth, seventh-round undrafted guy like a Hartman Or do I want a guy in like maybe a CJ Car or maybe um, Deuce Knight that has the potential to become a first rounder? That's that's how I look at it. So that's just my opinion.
1: There's there's so much here. No, it's it's,
2: yeah, it's unlimited.
0: Yeah, goals we talk about like this is so nuanced and it's fascinating. And that's why we, we love talking about it. And and I hope for people, you know, listen or watching, and you're like, oh man, I, I I I hate that point and disagree with that. But like it, it's so nuanced. And I, I just hope that you're you're learning, because um, there, you know,
2: there's so many different
0: layers to this. And what's Ghoul's better up- for
2: what's better for high school recruiting? Keep getting transfers or you know, again, developing a guy that goes first round, and it's like, you know, a CJ carr can become a star. You know, a deuce knight could become a star. Yeah,
1: and they could be in her keel and flop in a year in her go- I mean, we don't know. That's yeah. the thing. And it's like these lumps. Lumps to me mean losses, and losses mean you're not competing for a, a
2: championship. So, well, how do we feel about? So, like let's let's look at where we're at. When you can't forecast the future, let's look at recent history, fellas. So, how do we feel about Sam Hartman? How do we feel about this transfer this season? We're not going to the playoff. We we'll might play not. Out. We might not make a New Year Six bowl. Was this a success?
1: You got to let the season play out. If if okay. if okay. I mean it's all about Clemson. If they go ten and two, if they go ten and two and get to a New Year's uh, New Year Six, it is a, it is a success because the first success is the is the Final Four, and this last year, which is this year. So they didn't make that. So what's the next year? New Year Six, beat Clemson. They're going to be in the New Year six. So you don't have
2: an opinion thus far, x number of games in this season.
1: This is a whoa. whoa okay, okay. It, I mean, th- I mean, this conversation is easy as could be. Is this the better football? Game? Why did Marcus Freeman bring in a transfer? Whether you agree with it or not, he wanted to improve the Notre Dame quarterback room. Hey, you listen to me, Tim. You listen it's to. Me. Dame, hold on, but it's like, is the Notre Dame quarterback room? It, when we watch Notre Dame, is it are people stressing out, pulling out their hair? this year or last year it was last year the offense is completely different it is a better product on the field and i don't know how you know not everyone could see that it is a better football thing.
2: is that quantifiable though is that quantifiable <laughs> like statistically sure it is because you look at pine's numbers and you look at hartman's numbers they're kind of the same i'm just saying yeah so I mean, has this been a success? You're sitting there going, okay, on the couch, I'm not as stressed out, but does that mean it's been a success thus far? You know, you gotta have an opinion on that. Has it worked out? I don't know. So oh, if you I do, I guess my point is if you do the same thing next year and you bring in another quarterback and go, you know, nine and three, ten and two, is that successful? Yeah, I don't know. That's been Notre Dame that's for thirty goal. years, but that's been Notre
1: Dame for 30 years outside of a couple seasons. Seriously. Nine and three, 10 and two have been glory years for Notre Dame outside of, what, 12, 18, and 20. Every other Notre Dame football
2: season. I'm here to win a championship. That's why I went to Notre Dame, you know.
1: Exactly. You didn't
2: win one in five years. So it's like the
1: next time and the next time it keeps moving. So the lens, since Holtz left, since 93, 30 years, Notre Dame has had three championship runs. Three. Three. 12 18 20 that's it so yeah it, it, we're chasing the Notre Dame football program is constantly chasing
2: no doubt about it just, is Notre Dame no better
1: you Notre Dame there's better. no
2: guarantee either way there's cuz you could argue that you could argue you could argue I'm not saying it's the case but you could argue that Hartman is the reason we lost to Louisville is the reason we had a second loss also the in-
1: reason why he took them 96 yards to take the lead against Ohio State Notre punted eight or nine times last year. Duke. I mean, fourth and a mile against Duke. Boom, he goes and makes the play. It's like he this Notre Dame team is not outside of wide receiver. Let's be honest, outside of wide receiver, Notre Dame can make the playoffs. They got dudes this year. This is a damn good football team. Wide receiver has been wide receiver has been a bigger issue than it has been quarterback the last few seasons. It really has. Last year. Last year, Pine, I mean, Pine played his butt off. He really did.
2: You know? I'm talking about this year and then let, and then the future. Let, let me hop in. I,
1: so this year they have two losses. A gut-wrenching last-second loss where if DJ Brown makes a pick, game over. It doesn't happen. And then Louisville is a complete mess. But as I've said before, Sam Hartman's four worst football games in the history of his career, three of them are at Louisville. The only three times with the QBR rating under 50%, under 50.0, excuse me, Louisville. That's his kryptonite.
2: So we should have played Angeli against Louisville <laughs> we have hey, run. You know what though? You're right. He gets yeah, you know, he gets a pass. He gets a pass because he just sucks against Louisville. He gets a pass. I get it. I love I, lo- I no, like no, the idea of playing Angeli. Yeah.
1: He has been horrible against Louisville. So go back to. That His three worst games are at Louisville. It is maddening when you go back and look at his career.
0: All right. I, so, I so feel like other. I'm moderating a presidential debate where I'm like, please stop talking, both of you. I'm just kidding. You got an I, I, I have a thought because I kind of agree on both of you with something. I agree with Goolsby about like his question of, are you a little bit disappointed? And, and I am. I am. I mean, at the end of the day, I, it really is – your own thoughts on this, you know, like, are you just happy with, you know, just make a bowl game every year, or is it, if it's not a national championship victory for Notre Dame, then this is awful. And, you know, uh, I'm, you know, just very, very disappointed. That's your own personal preference. Now, whether Freeman keeps his job, that's not our preference. That's um, up to the administration, but the, so I, I am a little bit disappointed Goolsby, because I thought this was an 11 one team. I, I, I did expect more, but I'm with like Tim on they improved the quarterback room. And I do think they did because I you mentioned Goolsby like he's played so much football, but he is still throwing picks, which is my whole thing about its talent over experience. I don't care how much football he's played. It's talent over experience. Tim, you mentioned the Minchie thing. Can he start next year and he doesn't even have his helmet on? sure if he's the best guy in the room he's gonna play like if he's the dude he's gonna freaking play um so that's where i'm at i kind of agree with both of you guys to some extent
1: and hartman was never because Goolsby's mentioned this a thousand times and it's true sam hartman's not some nfl dude he came to notre dame because the nfl said you're you're a free agent you're not a guy who's going to get drafted you're not you're not on our window so keep playing for a year and luckily he had a six year he had a COVID year and he was like all right i i think it's worked out it, it, i i just do when you when you look at the season how is it not how is it not worked out notre dame is a better football team in 2023 than they were in 2020
0: so to tim hyde it's worked out
1: a better football team
0: to tim hyde it's worked out because you improved the room to ghoulsby it it has it i really think it's fine having either opinion and i'm kind of right there in the middle um so i think this is fine like i i think each thought is is kind of respectable to have um so i'm here for it
2: but if you lose if you lose i mean this is a big game and we didn't we haven't even i mean i'm sure you guys talked about clem i mean clemson's a big game right you know Hartman loses his kind of his third down guy, and Evans going into this game. So if we lose to Clemson, I'm sure that Sam Hartman's not going to take any of the blame. I'm almost 100 sure that.
1: He's the Notre Dame quarterback. If they lose, that means he probably doesn't have a good a game, right? So.
2: Well, yeah, but you know, he the them. point is, yeah. if we lose to Clemson, do we sit there and go, "Well, it was still successful because the quarterback room is better"? That's my whole point. But this team is better. But the team
1: is better this year. This is a better football team than last year. But wins and losses. Arkansas. I mean, how do you quantify okay, it? Okay. So, okay. So we're just going to look at a lot. Well, they lost four in the regular season last year. If they lose to Clemson, that will be three. They'll take care of the next two more than likely. Then you go nine and three. Nine and three is better than eight and
2: four. So I guess it was so a success, a success then. So it's because we're marginally better where it's successful. And then he's gone. He's gone and we're going to start over. So that's successful
1: with another quarterback. You just keep building. Now he's in year three. You keep building. If he has to go to get another transfer quarterback, he has to. He, he's he got to do what he has to do. And if he has to get another quarterback next year so he gets another quarterback, I don't think he, you know, and I was all for, for Buckner. I love Tyler Buckner, man. Every time I watched Tyler Buckner, all I wanted was 2019 Tyler Buckner. His film in high school was freakish. He lost that. He's never going to have that again. He may never throw a college football pass again in his life. So, I know, don't that's... bring up the name. I don't bring. I don't even mention. Well, look, I'm I'm about just... it. well, that's the whole reason why Hartman's here because Marcus Freeman didn't want to play him anymore. I mean, let's just be brutally well, honest. My
2: he... thing, my my thing on Hartman was, and I said this January first. Go back and find the podcast again. It's my my Sistine Chapel of rants thus far, and my time with on three I mean does, i thought that was, why did you say that say what that they're going to
1: get a quarterback in 2024 when you're all in on tyler buckner so why does why would you say they're going to get a- i
2: wasn't i wasn't all in on tyler buckner tim i thought that he had the potential to build a program around that's what i thought i didn't i never said buckner's better than hartman i never said any of that yeah to be fair, and Singer, you've been on air with me yeah. every single – I never said he was better. I thought he yeah. had the potential to, be to build a program him. around, him. and people misconstrued that into whatever, whatever. Um, but why did I say that we're going to bring in another transfer? Because it's pretty – it was It was apparent. Because if you're valuing experience, and that's why you wanted – that's why you needed a heart, a Hartman to make the quarterback room better, you look at Angelia Minchie, who's left once Hartman leaves, and you're just going to rinse, wash, repeat. But he has – Huh? No,
1: I was going to say, after 2022, I've mentioned this. He had 13 starts now. He had Pine and Buckner. He had 13 starts, so he has experience. He had Pine, mm-hmm. he had Buckner, Tommy Reese coming back. Tommy Reese had not left yet, obviously. So he did have experience. He had 13 games. He won eight games or nine games with those guys. Upset, obviously, Clemson when they are number four. So he does have experience. He has game experience, big win experience with Pine and Buckner, a bowl game win. With those guys, you know, those weren't his quarterbacks for two thousand and twenty three. I think yeah. that's what, it, at the end of the day, that's what it was. He yep. sat back after Stanford. Uh, no, it wasn't Stanford. Excuse me. The USC game was their last game last year. After USC, and you know, it was just like, I'm not doing this again. I, I'm going to go out and find a better football player. My, I, the, I think they're going to yeah, do that yeah.
2: twenty four. Yeah. They're going to find a better football player. My whole thought was. And maybe fans were oversold, or you know, got into the clouds and t- and thinking about what Hartman would bring to the offense, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe you go get a better transfer quarterback next year that's bigger, faster, stronger, whatever. But um, doubt he has better hair or bone structure, right? But I said I thought that ND would do more for Hartman than Hartman would do for N.D., and I still feel the same way. I think that's played itself out. Well, Hartman he has done nothing
1: for – oh, what, how, how do you
2: say that? I didn't, I was hard. Hard. I didn't say that. Yeah, Hartman hasn't
1: done anything for Notre Dame football this year.
2: Did I say that? No, that's what not, not what he said, say? Tim. Tim, that's I say what I said. Hold on, hold on. Say it again. Yeah, take, a deep take a deep breath, brother. I didn't hold say up. that. What did you say? I said, to reiterate, I said this in January 1, I thought that Notre Dame would do more for Hartman than Hartman would do for Notre Dame. And he's a million dollars plus richer and through completed 10 passes against USC. Because it's like, I, to- I don't think that I don't think that it's been like mind-blowing, like, oh my god, look what this guy can do.
1: Hold on. Sam Hartman has proved you could come to Notre Dame. There's Nil for a damn good quarterback. You could come to Notre Dame, you could have a success. He has he has shown that along with Jack Cohn two years ago. Like you could come to Notre Dame. And Notre Dame, as you said, it, which is very true. Notre Dame is, yeah, that's like a Lou Holtz quote. Lou Holtz, she's talked about that all the time, where Notre Dame does change you. If you allow it, Notre Dame will change you. Lou Holtz, she's talked about that all the time. Charlie Weiss has talked about that a thousand times, I remember. I'm that.
2: talking bank account, brother. Bank account.
1: Get, not- well, hold on, Mike Goolsby. Why is bank account okay? Because it's in the rules. It's called sure. name, image, likeness. So who gives a rat's ass if he makes a million and a half dollars? Seriously, that is the game. Notre Dame fund the Brady Quinn group. They they have managed this to bring out and highlight their athletes. So why is that a big damn deal? It's allowed. Use it. It's Notre Dame. What's a bigger brand than Notre Dame? Maybe what, Texas? Just, if, That's uh, why it's it. here. It. Oh, hold on. Notre Dame's a top five brand. Let's just say top five. So, yeah, Notre Dame is a huge brand and and Sam Hartman's benefited from that. Who cares? That's the business these days. So rallying and kudos to Sam Hartman.
2: So how has Notre Dame benefited, you know, so I, I understand how Hartman's benefited
1: by having a better football team in 2023 for one season that he's here. How is anyone listening? Follow back, listen back. Seriously, how does anyone sit back and say this is a sh- Almost said. I won't say the S yes word. I wanted to get you uh, explicit there, uh, senior. What, the is this, this shit? Where was this a bit about football team outside of Louisville? Outside of Louisville, and even in that game, it's freaking thirteen to ten. Notre Dame has the lead in the second half.
2: How is it I'm the bad there. football team? How is? I'm losing my mind. How is this a I bad know. football team? Nobody, Tim. Nobody's saying it's a bad football team. I nobody's mean saying it. it's
1: a bad football team. You keep saying. Well, they're not improved. They're not this. They're not that. I didn't
2: say that either. Tim, I didn't say that either. Take a deep breath, bro. I didn't say that either. I'm just saying I haven't been impressed by what he's brought to the program. He completed 10 passes against USC. It's a horrendous defense. They beat USC by 50 points. Who cares?
1: That's (laughs) true. Hold on. Drew Pine completed eight. Eight passes. Eight. He had – Drew Pine had eight more completions than Tim Hyde last year and beat number four
2: Clemson. Who cares? They won. Yeah, I, I'm That's loving just, this. It's my thoughts, man. It's just my hey, thoughts. I'm not saying hey, it's a bad football team or anything else. I like I said, I still, I still, I still think that. Notre Dame history. Where's Lou Smoji?
1: Lou Smoji. Mean, how many articles I've read about Tom Clements at Notre Dame? The dude completed five passes a game. Yeah, all I've ever heard about is Tom right. Clements, the greatest Notre Dame quarterback ever.
0: Who cares, right, John? to see you by fifty. Who cares? John here in the comments is saying this is a right. They are both right. Like I. This is a yin and yang, which is perfect here. Uh, You got Tim on this side, Goolsby on this side. I, I feel like I kind of am in the middle because I agree with a lot of you guys on, on some points. This has been fascinating. I'm loving no, it. I think
2: Tim and I, I think you and I, we agree. I mean, I think we agree about the whole, approach. I mean, all off season, I felt like you were and I were in lockstep. I'm just saying, I haven't, me personally, I'm not saying it's a bad team. I'm not saying anything. I just have not been impressed by what, hartman has brought to the to the offense and you could blame it on the o-line you could blame it on park you could blame it on the receivers for sure but i just sit there and go in terms of what notre dame has given sam versus what sam has given notre dame i think it's skewed personally
1: the the last super chat says it all i mean the the 499 one that just popped in exactly deuce night Without Sam Hartman showcasing NIL. So, whether that's maybe. true or not, who knows? But it's just, but it, I don't know, man. This is my, you know, I've talked about this recently is I call it the Sam Hartman experiment. I truly believe this has been an experiment. It's so gross. It's, it's so gross. It's so it's gross. It's been an experiment yeah. because they wanted to see how they, it, Mike, it's called the new era of football. No, 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 no!
2: no, no. Football is name, image, likeness. You and Eric, the super chat. Listen, you're sitting there going, "Oh, it's Sam Hartman." It's because of Sam Hartman that we got Deuce Knight. Shame on both of you. What about Freeman recruiting his ass off? The only reason Hartman's got NIL deals is because he's a male model. You think you think Deuce Knight's going to get a Dove skincare deal? No. Do you think he's going to get a Dollar Shave Club deal? No. But it's It's because Hartman's good looking. But it's Notre Dame, so he's going to get something
1: else. Sure. That's the whole point of all this. Is no a year ago, a Andrew, year ago, not Notre Dame. And
2: the reason we signed Deuce Knight. Get hey, out of here. A year yeah, ago, the reason we signed. A year Deuce ago, ago, the whole conversation yeah, was people losing their mind about Notre
1: Dame and NIL. Now that they're in the game for you their great that's a freaking positive.
2: No, oh we look great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Notre Dame's knocked it out of the park with NIL. But all right. all uh, right. to give Sam Hartman credit for a, a Deuce Knight commitment <laughs> is absurd. You don't think so. – okay. All, right. It's all right.
0: To answer the question, I would still say but yes. Deuce Knight,
2: first of all, Deuce Knight, he, you talked to him, Singer. He doesn't care about NIL.
0: Yeah, he, it wasn't a decision. Like, it wasn't a factor in his decision. But I'm sure it, it, so, it, it didn't know. hurt. I'm sure it didn't hurt. Um, so the answer to the question is yes. I do think they land him, but I'm sure it didn't hurt either.
1: Because it's for. It's, I do don't, don't <laughs> not say anymore. I won't say anymore. I th- I think I think what Notre Dame is doing with NIL using Hartman. I mean Joe Alt as I've said gets a new truck every couple of weeks. So what you know? How's how's that hurting recruiting? It's not. No- Notre Dame dudes have deals all over the place, and I think it's huge.
0: All right. We have to sign off there. Um, you guys brought it today. Um, fantastic. Um, Goolsby, thank you um for your time popping in. Follow Mike. I didn't mean on, to get uh, your work
2: up to him. It's
1: just my thoughts, man. Well, no, no, no. And, and, and I totally understand, but it's like I think Notre Dame football has been pretty damn good this year. I think it's been a good product on the field. But, Is it perfect? Of course it's not perfect because but see. Because Sam Hartman's not a first-round draft choice, and I don't think I think the expectations of hit like, well, it's not success because he's not a first-round draft choice. This has been a damn good football team. If Nobody they lose, that in Clemson, Clemson, Clemson is like four and four and four plays away from being eight and zero oh in the top five. I mean, they really are. They've just pissed away this season. That's why I compare it to the 2016 Notre Dame team that just wasted that entire season, and that's what's happening right now in uh in Dabo Land. With, with this Clemson group. But uh, I agree if you have a guy and you're going to rally around him and he's your quarterback for a couple of years, it's, that is w- without a doubt, you know, the way to go. But if you have a dude that's not ready or you don't have faith in him and there's another quarterback out there, I think Notre Dame has shown that they could attract a quarterback. And I, I humbly believe that there are a dozen quarterbacks that are going to
2: die to come to Notre Dame next year. I do. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree on that. But so then we talk about like, Tim, you're a coach for crying out loud. How do you develop a kid? They have to play, right? So what, you know, if you were Freeman, if you were Freeman, like what criteria would you take into account when assessing whether it's Angelli, Carr, Minchie, like one of these guys I got to play one of them eventually, even if it's deuce night. Like, so like to get off that roller coaster, what am I looking for? Cause none of them have played. What do these kids need to show me in practice that I could trust them to start week one? I think that's the key is practice. Who who comes to practice
1: and tears it up. And it's just like, that's a Notre Dame quarterback. All right, boys. I, and I don't know if that's happened yet. The last, at least the last couple of years.
0: All right. Uh, Tim and I have a re- another video recorded. We started the show at six because I have an engagement to get to. Um, so that is why we're ending it a little bit early. Um, so Goolsby again. Thank you. Uh, make sure you guys follow him on Twitter at Mike Goolsby, yeah. a 41 and uh, you know, Goolsby loves, uh, you know, you know, shooting the shit on Twitter. So I always recommend you guys go follow Mike Goolsby uh, and check out his Patreon and the link of his Twitter bio. Goolsby, appreciate your time tonight, my friends. It's gonna be a fun
2: off season, dude. It's gonna,
0: it's gonna be, be a fun a off fan- season. Fantastic offseason, season, Goolsby. Goolsby, thank you for your time, brother. Uh, r- quick, uh, Dad, uh, appreciate my Dad dropping a five dollars super chats. No message, Dad. Um, you are the best. Uh, John Massey says twenty twenty three our record is the same with Minchie instead of Hartman. Um at quarterback 2020, he oh. John said 2024 schedule is pretty easy. Uh starts road out Texas and Texas and who knows what they are next year. Uh, but says Notre Dame schedule is pretty easy. Notre Dame wins 10 with Pine in 2024. No transfer. Let's develop. John, appreciate the super chats. Spencer said a little bit earlier. He said, i love Jeremiah love for Heisman in two or three years. Just develop a quarterback with them. Spencer from your lips to God's ears. And a Mike Nolan says, Mike and Mike is right. If it if it is always experience, a recruit will never play. Hope they believe in the guys they recruited some you buzz. Um I'm 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 personally with you there um as well, Mike. And I want to say, and I hope Goulsby's still listening, um, the like this was two boxers just going at This that, that was fantastic. Uh, but you know, when boxer, you know, they dab each other up and and, and they go on. So I thought that was really good fodder um and, and debate between Hyde and uh Goolsby tonight. Oh, it
1: was a fun conversation. If I if I got heated. Uh, no, Tim is not. It was, it was oh, passion. Life. It was passion. I loved it when I you guys me I, sitting oh, back here. I'm just loving it. This, this is, is the a better football team, and and I and it shows every time they watch them. I mean, you know, maybe yeah. I, maybe I'm still stinging from Ohio State, and Notre Dame is right there, ready to beat them, and and they right. didn't. So well, they had one bad game against Louisville. Notre Dame's played some damn good football this year.
0: Yeah. They have, and, and this this schedule is a lot harder than last year as well. That's another point to it. But we signed off Goolsbee, so we can't try to prove him wrong. You know, we oh, no, just... no, no, not at
1: all. Because he said a lot of, I mean, he he's he did tons of good points, and we're going to come right back to this because often we're going to know real quick in December, you what know, what's going to happen because Freeman had his quarterback meeting last year, and we know that he's going to have another one this year. I'm I'm assuming.
0: Yep, yeah, for sure. All right, that is going to sign us off today. Um, hit that thumbs up on the video if you've not done so yet. Subscribe to our channel if you're listening via podcast. Appreciate you. Leave us a kind review if you like our show um, on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Blueandgold.com is your home for Notre Dame football and recruiting coverage, um, so check it out there. Appreciate you all, and as always, we'll catch you next time.